Welcome to Chronic Combat Conversations, a live look at our best bets, picks, and predictions for every UFC event. With your host, TV Scouting MMA, and the guru back again for UFC Vegas 60, Corey Sanhagen taking on Song Yadong in a bantamweight title maybe title eliminator man this is just a really good freaking matchup also known as ufc on espn 68 and ufc fight night 210 but before we can get into breaking down this hectic card we've got an unbelievable special guest in the building first time on chronic combat conversation but absolutely no stranger to podcast and certainly no stranger to cashing tickets we got our boy from the club and sub podcast co-host Danny Legs, what's going on, brother? What's going on, guys? Uh, thanks for having me. It's glad to uh, glad to first uh, make my first debut, I guess, on the podcast. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, chopping it up. It's a decent, decent fight night card. Um, headlined by what you said, like we got a banger of a main event. So looking forward to it. Hell yeah. I mean, making your podcast debut, we're just looking for the signs that you don't, you know, like do an adrenaline dump, gas yourself out too early. I think we think you got a good second win, though, even if that happens. So we're looking forward to it, man. For sure. Good cardio. <laughs> that's, that's what all the ladies say, don't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's more of a TV problem than a Danny Lags problem. So oh my anyway. Oh, my God. Jeez. So anyways, I mean, shit, man. Early. Yeah. Off the rails. We were getting early. off the rails uh, before the show even started, guys. So uh, yeah, to be completely honest. But hey, make sure you guys like this video. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you subscribe to the Club and Sub podcast over on YouTube. Also, they're going live later tonight right after this. So. Make sure you catch those boys there too. All right. Um, and, if you but, got, and if you got them, crack them. So let's go. Woo. Oh Irish my crickets. goodness. Ah, I might have to grab a little tequila or something here at some point, but we're already kind of, it's already Nothing sketchy like to start. So, Nothing so we're going to, we're going to get rolling. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, okay. So shit, man. I mean, so we go right to the main event here uh, to, to kick things off and boy, do we ever have a banger. I mean, when I first saw that this was this is our main event this week, you know, turning the page from from the week before, it's man, it, it really actually, I got so excited to start the tape on this one. Um, so to start us off, I mean, Corey Sanhagen at this point, uh, we're going with DraftKings lines. Uh, we got the green for Chronic Combat, so maybe we're a little biased, but uh, we got minus one ninety five for Corey Sanhagen, plus one sixty five for Song Yidong. Uh, we got the over four and a half, uh, moved to minus one sixty. I saw that at like minus one forty five earlier in the week. And then the under four and a half is now plus 130. So you look at the numbers and uh, Corey Sanhagen, you know, he's going to have a, a, a bit of a, a height advantage. He's got three inches there. He's also got three inches in the reach, two inch leg reach. And Song Yudong, his advantage here is going to be six years younger. But he has just about the same overall UFC experience that Corey Sanhagen does. Um, even though he's very young, he's been fighting from an extremely young age and actually has more total MMA fights than Corey Sanhagen. But Corey Sanhagen does have the depth of the kickboxing experience. So even though the MMA record isn't as deep, he does have a lot of combat sport experience. So I think at the end of the day here, what we have are two extremely well-rounded athletic and great strikers that also have great defensive capabilities for the most part. Um, both guys really like to work off the counter, um, even though they're also both willing to go ahead and pressure. So I, I just like their overall well-rounded skills. Uh, well-rounded skill sets they're willing to go to the body to the legs to the head and uh overall i mean i i lean towards the song you side at plus 165 but 
um, as much as like earlier in the week, I was I was thinking, man, I, I need to get a bet out immediately, like two units drop it. Like I'm starting to lean more towards that fight goes side because I just think uh, Sanhagen, I mean, for sure, this at least is a step down in name. I'm not so sure about talent, but I mean, Guru, are you thinking that like this fight goes a distance minus 150? Would you rather just do like the over four and a half for 10 cents more? Or like, what are you thinking here? No, I, I I agree with you in terms of uh, handicapping how the fight will play out. I do think that it goes the distance uh, in Corey Sanhagen's last two fights, both of which being five rounds. So you have to figure that that's already a little bit of an advantage in his back pocket there. Um, you know, he goes the distance in both of them with really, really tough guys. And uh, what does he have here in Song Yudong? Well, he's got another tough guy. Uh, grits out a decision over Marlon Cheeto Vera, uh, arguable mm. whether he won that one. Uh, split with Casey Kenny. Casey Kenny's a volume monster. Um, he cracks the chin of Julio Arce. Fairly impressive. Um, he disposes of Bonham Marais as he should, but he does it honestly even quicker than Corey Sanhagen does, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and then you look back at the Corey San- Corey Sanhagen side, right? And uh, you know he gives a decent account of himself in the first couple rounds versus Jan, but that's just kind of Jan downloading him and then. <clears throat> Jan completely takes over, and that's kind of what you expect from Jan. And then the TJ fight, right? A, a few people I know are clamoring that he won. Um, I personally, upon rewatch, I, I don't necessarily think so. I can understand why you why you would with the damage. I, I just think based on scoring and how mm. the rounds played out, he won uh, rounds uh, one, three, and five, with Corey winning two and four. Like that's just how I saw it. It's how I saw it live. It's how I saw it on the rewatch. Um, so and the, and Corey, that's the worst part is that Corey had all the things there to win that fight. He's spinning. He's letting himself get taken down. Um, you know, he he just kept, was continuing to put himself in bad positions. And um, yeah, I'm not sure per se if I can trust Corey here to get off the Schneid against a, a tough guy that feels extremely mm. confident right now. Um, on the flip side of that, you have to wonder if Song Yudong possesses anything specifically original that Corey Sanhagen either a hasn't seen or B like is his Achilles heel, like something that he specifically struggles with. And I think what he ran into in his last, you know, losing three of his last five is he ran into probably the three best bantamweights in the world. So that's kind of hard to discount. Mm. Is is Song Yudong a, a top five guy? Well, you know what? If you beat Corey Sanhagen, I bet you are. The thing is, is, is he? And uh, I'm very <laughs> excited to find out if he is or not. But I, I like the fight going the distance, and I probably lean the Sanhagen side after originally, like you, being on the Song Dog side. I'm very interested to hear what our sharp friend has to say. So, Danny, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I, I guess from a money line perspective, I lean more so on the Corey side. Like for me, I think the first two rounds are likely going to be fairly competitive from Song. But I think the longer this fight goes, I do expect the volume. I do expect the length of Sanhagen to cause him issues. I think it's not going to be easy for Song to get inside the pocket, find his own um, advantageous striking position just in the pocket. For me, Song mostly thrives in the pocket. Like I don't. Not, I'm not trying to discredit him at all, but I just think his ba- his game is fairly basic, and I think a guy in San Diego honestly probably tools on him. Um, in terms of it goes the distance or not, I just think 
I just think the line's a little chalky for how sweaty I think this fight likely is going to be, how much action, how like the pace of this fight. So for me, it's more just a stay away. Eileen Corey, I, it seems like a lot of money's been coming in on the song side, but for me, it's just pass fight for now. If any money comes in on Corey, I would take Corey money line. Yeah, I, I think you make really, really good points there. Um, you would expect, right, if Corey Sanhagen... First off, if he wins either one of his last two fights, he's not fighting Song Yudong. So, and if he was fighting Song Yudong for some reason, the line would be astronomically higher here. Um, and then you have to also figure, like, kind of like maybe we are feeling too, and then eventually as tape kind of grounds us, right? You get a little skittish. You get bit by the dog. You see some favorites go down. You lose some a couple big chunks of change. You watched Gianni blow up last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? You 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 cash big on some dogs, Dana White contender series. All of a sudden, you know, you just live at the dog pound. And that's mm. not always where you want to be. Sure, you you wanna you wanna visit and you wanna do your due diligences there, but you, you don't need to live there. So I, I do I think you make good points there. And uh, you're right, you know, man. I, I lean the Corey side. And you're right, like, and that's the point. Like maybe close maybe first it is close. But you'd have to expect Corey similarly, like like Jan, and like you have, you're gonna have to. He's gonna be able to make in game adjustments mm. because he's a championship level fighter, and you have to figure, especially what we've seen from Song Yudong, he is fairly, he's very technical and he's very good. But you made an excellent point. He's one dimensional in what he's trying to do. Hmm. So I have another, actually one more follow-up question for you here, Danny, because uh, there's going to be a few things you hear on repeat here on Chronic Combat. It's going to be fade the narrative for one, and then two, uh, we got a Chronic Combat special. So the Chronic Combat special here is the Corey Sandhagen in over two and a half at minus 135. Is that tasty enough, you think? I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not rushing to play it. It's just like I'm trying to come up with like, you know, because as much as you know, it's the main event. We want to throw down big on it just for the excitement of the show and everything. But in all reality, I mean, we're going to have bigger bets as the card goes along here. But we're just trying to give you guys a few ideas as you know we get settled in here. But I think uh, you guys good to to move along to the next fight here. I, I, yeah, I do. I would I would say to your point, TB. I, I, if you want that, you take it a step further and mm. you go and you go Corey Sanhagen round four five decision. And what's the price on that? Did you see? No, I didn't. So I, I know, I know Fandle, so Fandle has it at minus 115 for a okay. decision. Mm. There you go. Uh, that's that's actually, you get a better pricing like we were thinking. You know, those first, we've seen Song go three rounds plenty. I think, like you said, Danny, you know, it's gonna, we, it is a question about what's going to happen with that gas tank, a guy that throws heavy. And if he's swinging and missing a lot on a guy with good defensive movement, yeah, uh, I, just I like think going- it'll be nice to hedge out of that goes the distance instead. You know, I, I think that's a much better idea. And, and I think we have a good idea on the side, too. I agree. And I really liked what Danny said, and it does sketch me out. I like what he said about the the level of act, the amount of activity that you mm-hmm. expect here. You don't expect a hell of a lot of grappling. You're going to expect a fair amount of striking. That is kind of dangerous when you have these dangerous guys. So, yeah, I, I don't kind of, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to like tear, like side you away from the goes the distance. Like I do agree. Also, it does go the distance, but it's one of those bets that's like mm-hmm. you're going to be clenching your cheeks the entire fight because of, <laughs> because of the action and because of the heavy strikes going back and forth. So it's just one yes. I would rather pass. It's like you understand my deep-rooted anxiety and you know uh, blood pressure. <laughs> you know, it's like you're you're just looking out for future Tyler. That's all. No, and and listen, and and the truth is, is that if that's the side that you like, right? If you feel that way, but maybe the 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 line is a little uh, not what it's 
not good enough for you to quite get there, you know, you'd rather not do it, then that's kind of the way that you do it. You take something you like and you parlay it with something else you kind of like. You do the over two and a half and you do uh, San Hagen, you do four or five decision, right? If you think that it's going to go there, but you're not completely mm. sold, then you kind of, you, you know, I think I'm making sense. <laughs> I think so. But uh, yeah, I mean, with that, we'll, we'll move right along to our to our co-main event here. Uh, we got another, this one's going to be a fucking banger, man. Uh, we got Chidi and Jokulani versus Hobocop, uh, Gregory Rodriguez. Um, these guys are are both looking to get out there and, and get down to their striking, man. Um, you know, as much as we've told Gregory Rodriguez, oh, you're going to have the advantage in the grappling, the wrestling. If you just use it, you got a clear path to victory, X, Y, Z. It's like you can just count on Hobocop getting in the pocket and fucking throwing hands. Like that's that's really what you should be looking for. And I mean, he's damn good at it. So I don't necessarily blame him too much. But, you know, where you might think like, oh, maybe he could out wrestle Chitty. It's like I don't even know if that's the case. So we got Chitty minus 125. Rodriguez plus 105. Um, Chidi's going to come in and actually have uh, some pretty solid advantages here that I found interesting. You know, he's got – they're the same height, but Chidi with the 5-inch reach advantage, 2-inch leg reach. Um, he's only three years older, so Rodriguez is going to be three years younger here. But um, I, I just don't want to look too far into the stats here because this is a real small sample size on the Chidi side. And um, But I will say the one thing that I come away with is – that they both have like a similar control rate. And I think that a lot of this fight might happen in the clinch. And we've seen what Chitty does with the elbows in the clinch for sure. Um, and Rodriguez has proven, at least from his stats, we have a bit of a deeper sample size with like 42 minutes. I mean, the dude gets hit and often. Um, and where Chitty only absorbs like 0.4 distance per minute, like let's take that with like a gigantic like slab of kosher salt, like not even a grain, like you have to understand like he's barely he's got five minutes of fight time and all of it's been in the clinch he's only had 19 percent at distance so yes his opponents aren't landing on him at distance i think rodriguez will be able to change those numbers a bit but at the end of the day the five inch reach advantage and probably the quickness advantage too um and chitty has a bit more kickboxing whereas rodriguez a bit more boxing heavy i'm leaning the favor here and and i think uh you know the money line is is going to be the idea um it was over one and a half oopsies. I forgot to change that four. So over one and a half at minus 140, <laughs> under one and a half at plus 110. Um, sorry about that, but it'll be better on the other sides, I promise. Um, yeah, overall, I mean, Guru, do, are you siding with me here on the favorite? Yeah, I'm rolling with you here. Um, Gregory Rodriguez is somebody that we've uh, enjoyed kind of fading, specifically against Armin Petrosian. Um <clears throat> didn't enjoy it so much with Jung Young Park, but you know, that shit happens. <laughs> uh, Gregory Rodriguez is like you were already saying and, and fairly much alluding to, right? Like he's got all the things that you kind of want in an MMA fighter, except the fight IQ to use his <laughs> skills to do so. Great grappler, not using it, you know, great striker gets hit too much. You know, you're, you're not, uh, you're not uh, uh, strategizing properly, and, and that's a that's a problem. And we've seen with Chidi and Jirokawani, um, I mean, dude, if anything, the dude has completely overperformed since uh, coming to the UFC. Uh, I was kind of on uh, Barriot, who we'll talk about later. I was on Barriot in his debut, and uh, he starched Barriot with a right hand, like, immediately. Ooh. That shit was crazy. And then, you know, he gets 50K for that. And then he does it again against Dusko 
Todorovic and gets another 50k. So, um, dude definitely must be riding high and uh, is gonna get the chance to tee off on this guy, right? Like, he's gonna get that opportunity. I do think it's interesting where the line is at, though. You have to figure that I, I don't know, like, is is Gregory Rodriguez being overlooked here at plus 105? You know, the line seems maybe, maybe it's just a coin flip fight, which I, I guess that's kind of where I personally lined it more anyway. But, you know, I definitely go with the guy with the reach, especially if it's going to spend most of the time at distance. What do you think, Mr. Legs? So, yeah, I guess I'll have a little dissension here. I'll make some, I'll make a case for the dog. Not that I have a bet on the dog, but I will say is I think this fight's more of a coin flip just because I think that on the feet, they both have power. Obviously, both guys are capable of knocking each other out. But I think Gregory has a huge, massive grappling advantage, like you guys touched on. I mean, obviously, it's a case of whether or not, like, how, how proactive he is in shooting it. But I, I think he has a massive grappling edge here. But like hmm. you guys touched on, he's slow. He's pretty hittable. And I think in the first round, Chidi's going to have his chances to put him out. And that's kind of where I'm like, I, I like like you touched on, I got burned on Barriott as well. A solid, durable <laughs> guy. And it just happens. You know, it was quick, quick knockout. It is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, I... I just personally just don't think this is a spot to fade GD. That's fair. Yeah, I I agree with that um, entirely. Um, it's not that it's like a best bet of the day or anything like that, but um, I just I, I, you need someone that's a bit more of a concerted effort towards their grappling on a volume basis if you really want to fade GD here because he's shown the, the willingness to kind of go for the guillotine or the or the choke and kind of accept bottom so if you get a high level grappler i, I agree man we could definitely be fading him in the future but I'll, I'll side definitely on that spot and i think money line is good enough there's no need to get too cute here uh, minus 125 there, there should be enough value for like to win one unit like a 1.25 yeah absolutely I, I what do you think about this fight like not going the distance do you like any violence here danny yeah actually i was going to add that well First, I would add, if you like in, in Jaquani, they have his KO line at plus 200. Ooh. I think that's pretty good. And then wow. um, for the fight, doesn't start round three. It looks like DraftKings has minus 135. And then would, Fandle would, has minus, Fandle's got minus 128 for that. That's pretty Get good. out of my head. Get out of my head. I already had it popped up. Popped up. Get out of my head. I both pretty good. I like the fight not to start <laughs> round three. That was kind of where I was angling, right? That's on near even money at minus 128. Um, what do you think? And I'll just keep keep spitballing here. If if you like Chitty and Jokawani, right? Maybe instead of the KO, what do you think about round one or two plus two fifty? Right? Do you th you think he probably does yeah. it early, or, or you kind of still want to hold on to that in round three? Yeah, I mean personally, I guess you wouldn't. I mean, at least if you're going on Fanduel purposes, Fanduel KO is plus two twenty, so you're not getting a ton of line difference. Right. I think it's just worth worth going with the the two twenty. Hmm. Makes sense. Thank you, bud. All right. So uh, without further ado, uh, we'll slide right along to our next fight. And, man, I think we got some more fireworks coming up. We got Andre Feely versus uh, Bill Algio. Um, and earlier in the week when I was, like, entering their stats and looking at their comparison here, I was like, are these guys, like, not kind of the same person? Um, you, you see a lot of the, the striking advantages on the Algeo side as far as stats go, and you see the opposite as far as the grappling being on Feely's side here. But all those numbers are s extremely close. Uh, they're just about the same age, just about the same height and reach overall. And um, as far as, like, overall experience goes, uh, they've got a lot of the same stuff going on. And they do a lot of the same stuff in their game too. Um, so that's kind of like the lazy breakdown. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, having a common opponent, especially recently also kind of helps as far as the analysis goes. Um, but then again, you know, Philly got starched rather quickly in that one. Um, so the question is, you know, Philly, is it catching up to him? Because the dude, um, he definitely gets landed on on a consistent basis. So is it, you know, just kind of like catching up to him overall? Like, yeah, I mean, he absorbs a solid amount of strikes, you know? Um, was that a sign of more things to come? Or is it just like it was early, he didn't fully get settled in, whatever. So it's going to be nice to see Philly back out there. Um and really looking to get back into the win column here too. Uh, he's on a bit of a you know two fight skid. Algio has a couple nice wins stacked on top of each other. So um, the question here is: it like the ascending guy looking to get towards like that top twenty, top fifteen versus the guy that kind of lost that opportunity and is on his way down? Or can Philly kind of write the tables here? Um, so now that I've set up all the narrative stuff, uh, Guru, you you see anything that you're really leaning towards? Because me, I'm just seeing fireworks and I'm not like, I'm not too confident either way here. I feel like in the past, this is a fight that I would have absolutely needed to have a bet on just because there are, you know, high profile guys and it's in the main card. Bro, fuck this fight. It's so sketchy. Like, sure, you can lean to Andre Feely, but Andre Feely was a guy that's been rising through the ranks for like, what, 10 years? Like, he can't, he's not getting there. He can't get there. Each time he reaches that next step, he, doesn't do it. He's a massive favorite versus Joe Anderson Brito. Gets absolutely mollywopped. We literally, we handicapped it on the show. As long as he stays safe in the first few minutes, he should be fine. It's really, he's got all the skills to get it. Doesn't matter. He's sleeping a minute in. After that breakdown, he's already sleeping. So it, it doesn't help. Um, The Daniel Pineda fight looks as the best he has. Putting great, but it's still Daniel Pineda and you fucking poke him in the eye. No contest. Fuck Bryce Mitchell happens. Okay. Charles Jordan, a split decision, you know, just tough. Make sure you're liking and subscribing. Sadiq Yusuf, man, uh, losing to Sadiq Yusuf. You know, you don't, you're not really not. That's not really so bad, but it's, you're not winning these fights, man. Beating Shaman Marais and Miles jury doesn't mean anything to me, man. So I don't know what to fucking make of Andre Feely anymore. He's 32. Now he's not this young up and comer. He's, he's kind of who he is. This is this is him in his prime. He's it's now or never, and you can kind of say the same thing about Bill, Bill Algio, except Algio has you know put it put it together a little bit, right? At least beat Joe Anderson Brito, right? Weather was able to weather that storm. That's a good sign, and then absolutely dismantles Herbert Burns. Um, Herbert, I. I I needed uh, I needed a few more I needed forty more seconds out of Herbert Burns because I laid money on Algio and over one and a half because Billy Algio doesn't finish anybody. Well, great, he fucking finished Herbert Burns, like goddamn it. So uh, I guess to that point, it's probably a good sign that Bill Algio doesn't finish anybody because that would be Andre Feely's biggest path to losing, right? Fucking getting finished again. So yeah, it. it I don't know. I, I lean Philly with all that long-winded nonsense, but I'm not interested in laying money. I'm going to sit back and watch. What do you guys got? Maybe 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 you can tantalize me. So, yeah, I would definitely say this is your fight that, for sure, like you said, stay away from. And I think this is the fight that people are going to plant their flag and be like, oh, Brito is the side, Algeo is the side, and then it's a big Twitter war. Um, personally, like the line indicates at a pick'em, I kind of think that's more or less right. Like I could see angles for both sides. For Feely, if he comes in with a wrestle-heavy approach, 
I could see him having success. I think Algiers volume striking, I could see that having success. Personally, I think that's slight favorite with Feely having the better strength schedule with that grappling upside. I do think that makes sense, but it's a fight that I just want nothing to do with. I think it's going to be a very close fight down the stretch. Mm. Uh, so much thank you so much for saying that it made me feel good and then uh <laughs> and uh you know and and even at the over two and a half right you all oh, well the fight goes a distance somebody finishes each other great go go ahead go ahead and lay minus over minus 200 fucking chalk on this fight to go the distance and watch either one of these fools not be in the right frame of mind and not get it done and and when i say fools i say it with the the utmost respect as you know as much as i could possibly say it with and the last thing I will add is I was on Brito Moneyline against Feely at plus Ooh. 215. It was one unit. Yeah. That's I can smoke to that. Yeah, because 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 what has Andre Feely really done to earn a minus 280 price tag against the guy? That, he, yeah, the guy doesn't blow out anybody. Him. Yeah, the guy doesn't blow out anybody across 15 minutes. I know Brito's cardio is not great, but, like, he's a dude that's serviceable early. Guy's got big yeah. power. Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where us, us as, uh, as young handicappers, you know, we, we've, we've went through some of these learning experiences and, and hell keep, keep continuing to go through them. But, uh, Hey, we, we did well in Dana our contender series. Thank you, Gianni, the Greek. So. Yeah. Just easy paid <laughs> city. I mean, the other thing that I'll say in this fight, uh, maybe, maybe you want to go into, you know, go over to guru's house, invite grandma over, start digging into those couch cushions. <laughs> Um, well, and don't you invite my grandma over? <laughs> oh, that's right. We got to go to grandma's house. Okay, so we yeah. got to go to Guru's grandma's house. Yeah, we dig break into the into couch the cushions. Yeah, and we play split or majority decision plus four hundred. And grandma won't know that you took her money and bet it. Just don't really use any of yours uh, to do said to do said uh, bet. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either it's gonna be close, had, man. Have either one of them even had split decisions? They're the same person. So the judges are just going to get confused when they're scoring stuff. And right. they'll forget if it was the tattooed guy with like the tribal stuff or the, the like the, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they're just, I just see split stuff happening here. So I'm Great. looking forward to the fun we'll, fight. Let's, let's, let's move, move along. along. Yeah. Things are, yeah. Things are falling off the rails. Uh, it's been a long me. day. TB, Anyways. We, wait, can we, we have to do it. We do have to address something very serious. Uh -oh. Oh, our, no. boy, our boy mushroom is still blocked from. Yeah. I'm going to need to do some deep, deep dive investigations because mushroom is a staple of the show. Also, where are you guys at in the chat? Like, I know you guys are there, so make sure you tell us what you, what your best bets are. Make sure you're throwing a like on the video. Do everything you need, and we're gonna find out how we can free mushroom because free this mushroom. is fucking ridiculous, man. The fuck, man. God, damn. Jesus. All right. Well, now we've taken care of the most important thing of the show. Um, like legit. Uh, we can we can like hop legit. on along. Seriously, dude. Like uh, our community is the most important thing, and the fact For that sure. he's in here and he can leave a comment definitely he's been, grinds he's my He's been gears. DMing us, telling us. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, so we'll ha we'll have to let the people know what mushroom's saying. Unless you guys can see it, let us know. Um, so here we go, man. Our next fight, um, things got a little screwed around here as far as like what you see on UFC stats versus what you see on DraftKings. So what we got as the official order for the next fight here is uh, oh, Tanner Bozer versus uh, Rodrigo Nascimento. Um, so that's how we're rolling along here. So Tanner Bozer minus 170, Nascimento plus 145. Uh, the over one and a half at minus 130, the under one and a half at plus 100. Um, Bozer is going to be 
uh, the same height. Uh, Nascimento has a four and a half inch reach advantage, and uh, Nascimento is two years younger. I just think Nascimento is going to be a lot slower than Tanner Bozer. Um, so I don't think he really gets to utilize that reach advantage much uh, unless they're grappling, in which case Tanner Bozer, you, he's very much been one of those guys that if you are a solid enough wrestler, you'll be able to get him down. The question is, can you hold him down? Can you submit him? Um, if you can't, you're probably going to get knocked out on the feet, Rodrigo. Uh, that's kind of what it comes down to here. So in a, in a fight of two different styles, I think Bozer's movement, stick and move, karate, he'll go to those leg kicks. So I'm worried about one of those getting caught and him being put on his back with that. Um, but aside from that, I mean, I think he's got solid enough power in his hands when he really steps into his punches. And Nascimento doesn't have the greatest gas tank or defense. I mean, like Alain Badeau was teeing off on him and dropped him in round one. But Alain Badeau also gassed the fuck out because he decided to jump into his guard and then gets into a grappling match and then gasses out. Like well, Tanner you, Bozer's a little smarter, right? But, but did you consider the fact that Rodrigo was only able to come back because he had some meth in the corner and he did like a little line and got right. Isn't that what he tested positive for? That's why it's a no contest, right? It, it wasn't, um, I don't think it was steroids. I think it was, was yeah, I was looking, I was looking up. It's, it's weird. It's, um, is it drugs or is it steroids? I thought it was drugs. It's, it's more like drugs and it's more like ADHD type drug yeah. medication. It yeah, seems it was, like, it and it was wasn't speed. actual steroids. It was, yeah. yeah, it was, it was speed. That's why I made the, yeah, he was doing, he was doing methamphetamine. So, <laughs> Or, or just amphetamine in general. He said he said he had a prescription, but that it wasn't legal for competition, and he disclosed it. But he still tested positive. Like it could just be fucking BS in that regard. But that was the story behind, you know, behind the lies. Is, is he somebody that has to cut weight to make two sixty five? Uh, no, two fifty nine. Not really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm. I don't know. I was just trying to think. Anyway, uh, similarly, not too much of a fight that I want major exposure on or anything like that low level heavyweight mma tanner bozer probably should be like right i mean what does he weigh in 240 right he's 30 he's probably too big and too barrel chested or whatever but he probably should be a light heavyweight right so it's like it's tough he really has to rely on his speed um lots of leg kicks he's got to chop down this obese tree in in nascimento and uh yeah, I, I think he should be able to do it, right? You look at his level of competition, it's certainly uh, higher than what uh, Nascimento's faced, especially, again, he hasn't fought in over a year since the suspension. Um, yeah, I lean Tanner Bozer, but certainly not with my house. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Danny? Yep, I will uh, I will round it out. I don't think Nascimento's wrestling is all that great. It's mostly body locks, and I mean... I like for sure bozer's wrestling like his grappling isn't that great but like i don't know man i i think if nascimento doesn't get him on the mat and finish him in the first round i think his cardio is that bad that he won't be able to get the wrestling going later on in the fight and i think bozer probably does knock him out at some point mm -hmm. but it's really it's one of those situations where you definitely can't be laying like minus 170 on bozer given the grappling situation early and also it's like Plus one twenty for Bozer KO. I'm not too interested. Dude, so it's a pass. About, yeah, and how about just given his ability to like, I don't know, how about the Orlovsky fight and shit like that? Close fights that maybe don't go his way. A Latifi fight, right? Like, what if happens if Nascimento gets like, I don't know, 
six minutes of exhausted ground control time or something, or with some cage with some cage clinch. Like it could be a problem. Lags, you want to say and something? I yeah, and I think to add into it too, and not I mean it all it's all dynamic based for sure, but like Bozer KO at plus one twenty, like the guy is not a power puncher. I just think there's a lot of recency yeah. bias in that, given the knockout over Lins, the knockout mm -hmm. over Pessoa. It's like. I, I don't I don't want anything to do with this fight personally, but I think those are probably knocks it out at some point. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, fight doesn't go the distance minus two eighty. It's like it's that's pretty juiced for a guy that has um gone to decision three times in the in the UFC at heavyweight in Tanner Bozer. So I get the apprehension behind it. Yeah, you know, you have to question where Nascimento is exactly at. You know, is he coming in just for a paycheck? What shape is he in? I mean, he is whoa. UFC finalizing a bout between Calvin Cater and Arnold Allen. Holy shit. That's Ooh. an amazing fight. Um, yeah. So, you know, you have to wonder where Nasamento's at. You know, at 29, he could come back in, maybe in the best shape, in, in the best condition, whatever. But I that's not what I'm fucking betting on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, that just about wraps that one up because uh, really not the, the fight that we have any not of our strongest two, ideas not, on. Yeah. yeah, not the spiciest two fights. That's fine, though, because uh, we're getting into the nitty-gritty now. Here we go. We got Anthony Hernandez versus Marc-Andre Barrio. And, I think you, uh, real quick, I did think you, I think you skipped one. Yeah, you definitely did. Did I? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Oh, so right no. after the Algeo fight, is, which is, I was fine. You were talking about the Nascimento, but the uh, the Amadovsky fight for a fight. Yeah. I was really, because I thought I saw it move. Yeah, and, Topology yeah, and Best Fight Odds has it right below Feely. Right, but UFC stats, which is what they coordinate with the ESPN MMA, that is, that yeah. is the one that they do it on the broadcast. Oh, shit, and they yeah, moved no. it too. Motherfucker, I was wrong. So anyways, okay, so we have – this is classic, by the way, classic, classic TV. TV. All right, so – here we go. We got Joe Pfeiffer versus Alan Amadovsky. This is why we bring in the big ticket people to make sure that TV gets a shit together. Um, Me, but, I just yeah. I let you do whatever you want. I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. whatever. Like, I legit just thanks. rearranged the order, like either this morning or late last night, and I was like, yo, well, that had to be good because they already added five fights, right? Wrong. Right, wrong. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, TV. Right, fuck, you're, you're, fuck, you're just fuck wrong. Hunter Campbell. Fuck Dana White. You haven't heard from TB. So That's this right. Is, this is what TB says is the fucking lineup. So you better get it right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Thanks, Danny. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. This one is uh, fuck. Fuck taking Joe Piper as a minus. What is it? Minus four hundred here. What? What is it? Gone all the way down to? Uh, yeah, it's four twenty-five on. Is she really? Minus, yeah, minus four twenty-five. Like Dude, obviously, he, like, way lighter earlier. What was he earlier? Yeah. Um. Well, no. I mean, I think I just. So it looks up. like he opened up bet online. He opened yeah. up bet online at minus three hundred, and then so now he's up to four fifty on bet online. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I uh. I must have fucked up that money. Yeah, what the fuck I'm doing a great. Lines? I'm doing a what, great job here. What is that? Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ! I had the over under correct, but uh, so the I money would, line. I would, yeah. I would take. I would take Piper at plus one twenty. Yeah, yeah, no yeah for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, plus I'll be taking Alan Amadovsky at plus three forty because the dude swings heavy. I faded Piper on Contender Series, so why not fade him in his debut? Plus three forty. I mean, fuck it. Uh, you're you're having a guy no. that's 
fighting for his career. And Guru's going to tell me I'm a hater right now. Yeah. No, I told Guru a, to tell me when I'm being a hater. So right hater. now, can you, can, you, can you put up the banner of the hater alert, the hater alarm or something? We need All that. Right. You're, I'll take care of that. Up Go the ahead. hater alarm. Yeah, so, PB yeah, yeah. is just being a classic hater. He's a sourpuss. He went head-to-head against me on Dana White Contender Series and lost. It happens. Joe Pfeiffer's the fucking man. Uh, watched him at CFFC. Uh, <laughs> see, now it sounds like I'm the hater alert. Yeah, no, 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 no. Hater yeah, alert. I'm, I'm the hater. I'm, I'm so the hater. Joe Pfeiffer um, is somebody that belonged in the UFC to begin with. They honestly should probably book him versus Dustin Stolzfus, too. That'd be an interesting fight. I know he wants it back. Um, he was winning, kind of winning the fight, gets wrestled and decides to post up, literally snaps his arm, loses his loses the fight, loses the Dana White Contender Series shot, uh, comes back, wins on CFFC. Uh, was, I was there. It was fucking awesome. Knocks the fool out. It's great. Then he comes back again on Dana White Contender Series just this year. And, uh, you know, similar story. Knocks the fool out. It was awesome. Uh, I know a lot of people I respect were all over, including my co-host, was all over Ozzy Diaz. And I was on Pfeiffer, baby. And uh, it paid off. So here, they to me, they give him another. They Not enough. So that was like the most popular episode of Dana White Contender Series, I think, right? Was that week one? No, week two was. But the point was is that the show is gaining a lot of popularity. The dude went off that night. He was the main event. He smashed him. Joe, uh, Dana went on that viral speech. Be like Joe Pfeiffer. They're giving <laughs> Joe Pfeiffer a fucking win here. He already belongs here. Uh, this guy Amadovsky has lost three of his last four. Three of his last four. <laughs> He's lost all of his last three. He's lost his three in the UFC. This one rounds out his UFC contract. Um, it's time to say goodbye to Amadovsky in the UFC. You'll see him cut on Tuesday. Joe Pfeiffer's winning this fight. There's no reason to pick Amadovsky. I don't see a path for him. Yeah, personally, I do think this is a squash match. I do think this is a free win, likely for Piper. But what I will say is, first, um, I don't really like his defensive tendencies. The guy's a bit hittable. And in terms of the cardio, I mean, we really haven't seen him extended that much, to be honest with you. But not not that yeah. I not that I expect this guy <laughs> to get extended. Obviously, I honestly this is the biggest bet I have on the card. I have two units on the under one and a half at minus one sixty. Nice. I think this is a smash spot. Yes. I think. If you want to give any credence to Amadowski, the guy's got power on the feet early. But personally, I think Pfeiffer either knocks him out standing or takes the easier and smarter approach, takes him down and finds a sub or pounds him out on the mat. So love the under one and a half here. Interesting. So I think even uh, fight to end in round one, minus 135 in that regard. Because, yeah, I mean, Amadowski is just going to come out swinging like with his chin up like an idiot. So it's either he connects or he gets connected on within like, you can even do, this might even be the fight. Like where you Pie do that round, crazy. Like, for, how about pie for round one or two minus minus one eighty? little parlay piece. Um, that's uh that's solid for sure. Well, uh, I like Piper, having Piper in round one at plus plus one ten on Fanduel. Mm. Yeah. Plus yeah, money. Don't get cute with it. Yeah. That's, that's that's what I was thinking. I mean, because um, if you do think it's going to be quick, you might as well just not even mess around. Like, you could even do, like, fights and end in 60 seconds. They have, like, that crazy parlay sometimes. Like, this might be one of those spots. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, you're right. Dude, I'm, dude, 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 I'm dude, just being a hater. You, no, you're not. To, finally, you're actually making sense. To your point, his fight in John Phillips did end in under 30 seconds. That was just two fights ago. 
and the one before with Joseph Holmes only missed by four seconds. Bro, he went so am I onto something? Well, yeah, I guess I, maybe maybe to I guess to back your point and saying you're onto something, maybe look at the under half a round ooh. and see what that is paying at. Oh, okay. So first I, I know fifth... best fight odds. I know best okay. fight odds doesn't have that. I'll look so, at the draft and see. Yeah, let's see. Um, so first sixty seconds is plus five hundred, which isn't as juicy as you might like it to be. Uh, no. on DraftKings at least. Um, Joe Pfeiffer round one, we get a minus one twenty here. Uh, yeah, yeah FanDuel's got to have better sides. Yeah, he said yeah. plus one ten on Fanduel. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the under, so the under half a round on DraftKings is plus two fifty five. Mm. Ooh. So inside the first two and a half Ooh. minutes of round one, let's. I'm. You know what? That's a that's a little quarter unit, Johnny, right there. I think I'm gonna you do just, that. That's a little grandma's couch cushion action. There you go. There you go. Now, and you might see that on our better MMA page for for funsies. I like that. All I like right. that a lot. I think we might have found some. We dug into that one where we got our favorite was a minus four twenty five, regardless of what my stupid fucking thing tells you. Um, and uh, yeah, I think hater we might have found some value. Hater alert! You just um, be sipping on that hater aid. Yeah, hater of like everything, man. That's what I'm telling you. So like, I'm glad because I told you you had a job to like bring me back to earth when I start doing that. And hey, man, Guru stepped up to the plate, guys. We got to give him his props for props are due, right? Um, Let's get it. I mean, so like, okay. I mean, listen. I had Danny Legs in my corner, number one, and number two. Yeah. It, sh- it shouldn't, unless there's like a real reason to play the dog. It probably shouldn't be too hard to make a case on a minus four thirty favorite. Fair yeah. Enough. What what I will like if you're gonna make a case on Amadovsky, like his round one KO is like twenty to one. Like if you really want right. to make a case for him, I would play that and not his three forty money line. Yeah. But, nah, this should be a nah. smash match. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's All right, so am I in the right place that I reorient myself in the right direction here? We, we're back to Hernandez You're not even on the versus... right fight card anymore. You're actually, this is Bellator. <laughs> I don't know what you're <laughs> I'm actually in Connecticut. This is December. Um, oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> we got uh, Anthony Fluffy Hernandez versus Marc-Andre Barrio. Um, the Fluffinator. This, yeah, the Fluffinator. Um, this is probably going to be one of those ones where uh, – I'm feeling pretty good about two different ideas for this fight. Um, and I think you could play either one and be successful, depending, or unless you want to fade me entirely, given how given how my life's been going tonight. Um, so here we go. We got Marc-Andre Barrio plus the 150. Lines, right, at least? Yes, yeah, Hernandez yeah. at minus 175. Uh, the over two and a half at minus 105. The under two and a half at minus 125. Um, comparatively, uh, Hernandez is going to be four years younger. Barrio going to be one inch taller, but giving up one inch of reach to Hernandez. And uh, Barrio's got the longer legs. Good for him. Uh, two and a half inches there. Um, Barrio has moved. Uh, I think he's been working. We're out of Sanford now. Is it? Um, or was it Killcliffe FC? They call it these days. Yeah. Trying to keep up with the, the hipsters here. Um, so, yeah, it just depends on who's funding their gym, I suppose. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day here, I think Barrio has shown – the right tendencies in the clinch to disturb Hernandez. I think he's shown the right type of ideas with takedown defense. And for a guy in Hernandez that relies on pace and, and kind of cardio and everything like Barrios nickname was what the power bar. Um, so I, you're, are you really going to win those departments there? Uh, fluffy, like, like a hundred percent for a minus minus one seventy five type of guy. Um, so I'm not so one sure. UFC. He's only got one UFC KO, Mr. Power bar. No, 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 no. Power bar talking about his cardio, like how he's oh. got like like the is power. That why, is that why he yes. does 
Yes, it is. Um, I, I think it, I think it's because of his power, not because of the cardio. But that's they, they were talking about it in the last fight I was watching the tape on. They were talking about him being the power bar, and you know, like how like he likes you know using his pace and stuff like that. So that's where I got that from, at least. Um, I'll All blame right. I'll blame All Daniel right. Cormier, which wouldn't be the craziest thing for him to be wrong, but uh, TB also being wrong, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh my that. god, Jesus. Uh, yeah, absolutely uh, <laughs> slaughtered by Justin, <laughs> Randy Orton by, by RK. RK. Yeah, Jeez. but that those PC those odds are fucking chalky, man. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah but um, real quick, though, real quick, I will add though because of that one comment, you might have to play TB Tanner Bozer by KO. Oh, right, name, you know, right? You might have to do <laughs> it, right? Jeez, that's not wow. We just might, and hey, you know what? Not, honestly, hey, like, hey, we're not fair fading the narrative. There, we're running with the narrative. Yes, exactly. We're creating a narrative. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, trendsetters. I, okay, so actually bringing up the fade the narrative point here, it seems like the narrative is Fluffy is going to run away with this fight. Uh, I'm I'm saying Marc Andre Barrio is going to be able to negate the things that Fluffy wants to with do well. And I mean, bar. Josh Fremd at the end of round two for like two and a half minutes has given Fluffy the fucking business and the grappling gets off the stool round three, and the guy was on short notice and he gassed the fuck out. Um, Marc Andre Barrio, the power bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the pa- the power raid. <laughs> I'm expecting him to fight for my plus 150. And if you don't like that, if you don't like that, take the over two and a half at minus 105, or just the fight to go the distance at plus 120. That's you're fading the that narrative there the too. Distance. Why would this fight end inside the distance? Please explain that to me, Guru. Well, I think if you right. like, well, I think if you like Fluffy Hernandez, you like him by sub, right, Mark? Uh, right. So, Marky Mark. Marky Mark, Marky Mark's never been sub before, so that's yeah, really an I mean, interesting way, right? But I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't know why you like Ale, uh, Anthony Hernandez at minus one seventy five, right? Are you kind of used to playing Fluffy at chalk now because you just played him at chalk? At you know, he was only that's what I was saying. I thought he was like minus four hundred his last fight. He was only minus two hundred versus Josh Frem. Yeah. So you're only <laughs> minus two hundred versus Josh Frem and Josh Frem short notice. And now you're fighting Mark Andre Barriott, who, yeah, maybe doesn't have like the best statistic takedown defense, but what I watch is a guy that knows what the fuck he's doing, right? He's got the he's got the hooks in, right? He's he goes two to two two hands to one. He fights the hands. He's, he knows how to posture. He's getting up right to the and he gets up each time. He's fighting and he's fighting decent wrestlers, right? He's fighting, I mean, guys that are at least trying to use it in Dolce Lagambula and. Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright starts to use it and he subs them, turns mm. into a pumpkin. That's what Jordan Wright does. So, you know, it's not like the most confident play, but I, I'm not fucking taking the favorite here. This is dog or pass. And I think the dog finds its way onto the bed of MMA sheet because who's fluffy to be on a three fight winning streak and a minus 200 favorite? That's not fluffy. It's just not his way. So, uh, I don't, now I sound like a hater, but what do you got for us, Danny? And then again, I will play a little contrarian to give some reasoning why the uh, the doesn't go is a little bit like not not saying it's a mm. good play or anything, okay. but like why you know people are looking maybe look at it. I think from okay. a fluffy angle, like we were talking about, he brings a nonstop pace takedowns. Obviously, like we touched on, I think a submission would likely be his finishing. I guess if he wins inside the distance, that's likely how he would win. And then Barriott, I mean, the guy's got power on the feet. I, I mean, it's not like Hernandez is weak to getting hurt. Julian Young Park hurt this guy multiple times on the feet so i i think i think the violence definitely has a chance for sure i'm 
I don't know. I'm siding a little bit more with the favorite here. I think that his pace more or less with the takedowns, I think he can push it. I think he can end up just grinding Barry out. But I'm not, again, like you touched on, I'm not, uh, Guru, like you touched on, I'm not super confident that, like, minus 175, like, Hernandez is not that good. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, but to your point, I mean, geez, 45% of his fight time is spent in control position. And then the other crazy part of that, and what you mentioned, TB, is that the other 25% is an opponent control position. So that's like 60-70% of his fight, 70% of his fight spent just just on the ground. Guru doing so, math. Oh, baby. Yeah, I not I can't do math at all. But what I will tell you is that if Mark Andre Barrio can keep it up and push the like or or just be there, I do wonder about Anthony Hernandez's pace. Like if that cardio does stay, if he's not effective with the grappling. Um, you know, but you yeah. Like, I'm not I mean, trying to be like that guy because I think it's it's uh, trying to take away a lot from a fight that course. ended early. But but the uh, the Hernandez Holland fight, I mean, Hernandez gets dropped by a body shot with Holland. If that fight gets extended, I mean, he probably can grapple Holland a little bit, mix mm-hmm. in the wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. it, that fight probably plays out a lot different. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think he's fairly weak to the body in general. So, Burial's a guy who does have solid attritional work and solid power on the feet. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. So, uh, I think without further ado, We'll slide on along um, as long as we got everything correct here. Now, now I'm nervous. Uh, so yeah, we no got, uh, right. yeah, we got Damon Jackson versus Pat Sabatini. Um, this one, we got Jackson coming in as the plus 160 favorite on the A side versus Pat Sabatini minus 190. Um, interestingly enough, you know, this is going to be one of the most, uh, you know, extreme versions of like a extreme. disadvantage. <laughs> extreme like uh Sabatini's kind of had the advantage in most of the fights he's fought or at least been close to the same size I feel like Damon Jackson with the the three inch height one inch reach this is kind of like the first physical disadvantage he's been up against but I mean Sabatini is a pretty thick dude in that regard so he'll, he'll make up for it in like strength and you know being two years younger um but yeah I think Damon Jackson is one of those guys that just He's another one that really knows how to work the pace game. He's kind of well-rounded all around. Like, he's not necessarily flashy or super great in any one department. But, um, yeah, he can, he can, he can like, make it work wherever it goes. And most of his losses are, are coming against guys that, um, you know, are, are pretty damn good. Like, uh, you know, that crazy knockout on in PFL against Kabuliev or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, that guy's pretty fucking solid. And Tapuria, yeah, I mean, that's – pretty understandable ask uh jay herbert also how those you know the the body head combinations go when you're facing tapuria um yeah but, so, yeah, yeah. but how about those losses to kevin aguilar and yancey Maderos? how do yeah those... no i mean not ideal but that was uh, that, what is he on his third run now in the ufc or second run? <laughs> second i think um so yeah second yeah, so Damon Jackson, I mean, I think he did retool a bit. And when he came back, you know, I don't think we would see a similar loss like that on his record. But Pat Sabatini is, like the kids like to say, legit as fuck. Um, the dude's got plenty of uh, accolades as far as grappling. Um, he was a CFFC champion, uh, combat sambo, high school wrestling. So it's like Henzo Gracie Philly. He's got all the things that you want to check off. The only thing that really gets me concerned about going full Sabatini in this spot <laughs> is the round three and what that's going to look like. 
Um, Damon Jackson, I mean, he could get sat on for 10 minutes, but those last five, it's still going to be sketchy as hell because Sabatini, I've seen him, you know, just like get a little bit tired here or there as he gets in around three. So like against Tristan Connolly, it's a little bit understandable making debut. Um, you know, you can get it, but, uh, yeah, even even like a little against like Lutz and Laramie, it's like some of those guys you would like to see him almost working for, more for a finish. And it seemed like he was content to almost like ride out and and end up with the decisions in those places. And uh, yeah, I think you know he does hurt Laramie to the body in the standup, but I'm not necessarily too impressed with you know beating TJ Laramie like that. That's just not something that really stands out to me because I think Damon Jackson tests your standup a bit more than any of the guys that uh, Sabatini's really faced. Because even a guy like Emmers that rocks him on the feet. He doesn't have the fight IQ to stay up with him and fight him there. He goes down and gets in a leg lock battle and fucking loses. I mean, no shit, man. Um, can you can you sound it? I think it's time for you to sound it again. I need the hater alert. I, yeah, what? I, dude, fade Henzo Gracie Philly at your own. No, I just said the only way that I could see it is around three. I was qualifying, I but I, it's like I, minus one ninety should dude, be solid as hell, Damon right? But he, Jackson, is he going to finish him? Bro. Is he going to finish him? He really might. He you really, really think so? I, th- I, I think it goes over one and a half. Well, like, that's it, why I want to do the, the special, bro. That well, I was bro, just getting to it. Well, relax on your special. My that's Sabatini point. special. No. <laughs> <It's so laughs> weird. Um, listen, Pat Sabatini is somebody that's shown at this stage, you know, fairly elite level grappling, right? And you look at Damon Jackson, and he's got a 40% takedown defense. And, you know, he's too, he's very content to go to the ground because he likes to be there. And, uh, you know, his own opponent control percentage is at 20%. So it's a, ve- it's, this is a very, very grapple heavy fight. Um, it's, it could be very interesting, right? If you, if per se the, right, if you said the grappling negates and it's just a striking battle, I think that'd be very, I think that's very interesting. I think that'd probably favor, uh, Damon a little bit, but, uh, I just, I don't think it does. I think eventually Pat just, is just gonna put him in the cage. You got to shorten up that distance, and you're gonna put him down. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm not. I, when you say you're not super impressed with what Pat Sabatini does with TJ Laramie, I'm not super impressed with what Damon Jackson does with Daniel Argetta. Oh, not you know, at all. Minus like, six hundred favorite on short notice. You know, like doesn't for sure. Work. What was more impressive, I guess, is the Camilla Kirk win. But is it Kamala you're Kirk, still really? salty about that one that's yeah, see that's exactly. where you're the hater on damon jackson to be honest with you I so danny in there yeah there you go so danny where I are you said, at on this man so I, yeah listen i'm damon jackson's cash for me in the past like i said in the kirk fight and against charles rosa as a pretty sizable favorite but in the, both of those matchups he has sizable grappling advantages in this fight mm. he does not yes. and i think we're kind of a big fight i mean the only fight I would say that's relative to this matchup, I would say, would be the Jackson Bectic fight, where Bectic was able to control him for large majorities of the fight. And then obviously we see we know Bectic's cardio is not that great. He stumbles and then Jack, Jackson stumbles, subs him in round three. But man, you're nice. I don't think me. so. Yes. <laughs> not I that, don't think so. Not that great describing no, Bectic's yes. cardio. You're very yes. nice. Yes. <laughs> but um Sabatini, I mean, I I respect his pace. The dude's got solid pace and the dude's got solid positional grappling. But I think the real question is, like you touched on, is he going to finish it or is it going to go the distance? Because Jackson, all of his fights, all of his finished losses, I should say, have been inside the distance. He's never lost the decision. So I think an interesting way, a should I say, grandma's couch cushion play Ooh, for this yes. one 
if you're gonna have anything on this fight would be the fight ends by sub at plus 250. Mm. Ooh. because i kind of i kind of feel if jackson is going to win in my opinion he's likely going to snatch up a choke i don't i don't personally i don't rate his chances in the matchup too highly and i think sabatini with his positional grappling if he gets on top enough i think that he's going to have those opportunities interesting what's the, what's the line on that it was a plus money, it was obviously. plus 250 for sub is plus 400 to that point and you know FanDuel is going to put out a spicier one when they when they finally get their lines up it might be like hmm. plus 450. interesting well yeah I, I see the value on that because uh sabatini will definitely be the one I mean, we've seen Damon Jackson get controlled plenty in his career, so wouldn't surprise me at all to see him get controlled, you know, once again. It's like almost almost 30%, and for a guy that has almost 50% control rate himself, obviously that's where he lives and dies. Um, and as much as he talked about, like, oh, I could see us having a striking affair, like, I think he kind of wishes that's what's going to happen, where he kind of knows he might just get washed out on bottom here. Um, so that that's – uh-oh, there's turns. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, ultimately I guess, you know, we'll stay away from that, that special, the Pat Sabatini special. Uh, I do like that, that, uh, that props play. The Pat Sabatini special was literally <laughs> not even plus money. You're a goofball. You're right. You're right. That's are why you, we have to say, are you looking at the, uh, cause I'm looking at the props. I figured you were doing, uh, doing something like the, uh, what is it? The Sabatini and the over one and a half is minus minus one thirty-five. Yeah. Just yeah. not good enough. Not good enough. We'd like to at least get plus money on that one. So we're still right, searching Terrence, for like the right one. Terrence agrees. <laughs> Terrence, Terrence says he needs plus money. <laughs> Terrence, the cat, uh, my dog Bogey. He he can't really. He's not as much of a streamer, but uh, Guru's <laughs> cats are always hopping in. Um, so yeah, uh, here we go. I think uh, I think we did a solid job on that one. And <laughs> little fluffy win for all those Tuesday rock band bar drinkers. The giant earlobe. <laughs> Do it for them, fluffy. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> So good. Um, yeah, so here we go. We got our next fight. We got uh, Trevin Giles and uh, Luis, my brother is Orion Kosi. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not his nickname. It <laughs> <laughs> was like not even funny. <laughs> but I'm dying. Uh, so yeah, Trevin Giles minus, two, minus 205. Uh, Kosi plus 175. <laughs> uh guru i mean we gotta pass this off to lags here to start this breakdown because uh, yeah, this right. is getting That's real right. spicy here man um, it's interesting because on one hand you never really want to see trevin childs as a minus 200 favorite like the guys iq cardio both super questionable but like kosi's a massive gasser i mean the guy has about a half a round a round to get it done but like i mean the guys had two years off maybe could make some improvements in the cardio overall game in general. I think it's a massive stay away. And I think Giles probably down the stretch probably does find a finish. So I think the line's probably accurately priced, but there's no reason anybody should be laying two to one on Giles. I think no. it's a pass. No. Dude, you said it so fucking well. Giles's fight IQ is so bad. So bad. Some of the worst we've uh, ever seen. TB, can you rattle off some of the dumb yeah. shit he's done? So here we go. So, um, 
Trevin Giles has, <laughs> I guess it's not dumb shit, but he, he passed out and had a fight canceled because the dude's like heart stopped before he went. Like, I really don't understand how you were still cleared to fight in the future after the that happened. If that's really what his, happened. The first thing you say about his fight <laughs> IQ is that his heart stopped. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Dude, his brain doesn't even function. Oh, uh, <laughs> the brain to his heart rate. He's so dumb. Dude, what the fuck? That's not what I meant. Oh, I thought you were just talking about crazy Trevin Giles experiences. So, oh, my God. No. Um, well, yeah, no. I mean, listen, the dude was actually really fucking up Michael Morales to start the fight. And he commits to a choke and burns his arms out Thank and you. then gets finished. Uh, Trevin Giles, you know, he wins the Delize fight where Delize somehow showed worse fight IQ than him. How about right. versus Driscus? How about his dumb yeah. fight? I think that fight. So Driscus, you know, he's shooting takedown and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden he starts, he, he decides like, oh, like, let me just, you know, fight from distance here and just gets fucking clipped and die. And, you know, chin straight up in the air. You got to love it, Trevin. Uh, you know, very defensive and good in the first round. And then, all you know, things just really fall off the rails there. Um, And that seems to kind of be, you know, Gerald Mearshart, he's actually having a solid fight. And then he's just kind of like, give. he's like, here you go, Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he's winning the whole fight, and he's just like, I know it's round three, man. I'm fucking tired. I'm going to put are. put my two hands on the ground and just <laughs> stick out my neck for a guillotine. Like, who the fuck even does that against, like, not even Gerald Mearshart, like, but him specifically? How could you? So, yeah, uh, but I, I do think for a guy that had Michael Morales nearly submitted with an arm triangle and Luis Cosi's going to gas the fuck out, the fact that you're getting Giles knockout at plus 130 and submission at plus 650 – when we've seen him actively go for submissions uh, in, you know, very recent memory, his last fight against the top prospect. Um, this is this is a greasy play, so don't go too crazy. But, you know, if you're saying the Trevin Giles inside the distance is plus 110 and his knockout's plus 130, there's some kind of value on the submission at plus 650 there. He's got five submission wins and six knockouts. There's some value there. No, there isn't. He's yes, there the is. Now, the, do you know who his most recent sub win is over? You're going to love it. He has Michael Morales locked up in an arm. His most squeezing. Recent, his yes, most, submission attempts are just as good as submission his most for me. Recent, He's got three submission attempts in attempt the over not in nine UFC fights. And his most recent That's sub enough. win, his, for the eighth time, his most recent sub win is over fucking Ike Villanueva. Okay? My boy Ike the Spike. So. You're telling me that Luis Cose couldn't be just as bad as Ike, your boy Ike Villanueva. You're telling me he couldn't be just as bad when he gasses out after six minutes. Really? For plus 650 for like 0.1 units. I'm not, I'm telling you, don't go crazy. What's him, like, what, what, what's Giles, I, no, what's Giles by finish? I said plus 110 and the knockout's plus 130. There you so. go. Why would you why would you do that? Why would you do that? You um, just take the finish by plus money and at least you on. get the plus money. You're right. You know if what? You're right. You're right. But. Of course I'm right. That's what that's my whole point. You're like going crazy. I know, I'm trying to bring you back down to earth. Right, sure. If you want to if you want to dumpster dive for a sub prop, <laughs> go right ahead, you little fucking grease ball. But yeah. otherwise, we take Giles by finish. At a juicy plus money for no reason. Uh, uh hater alert! Thank hater you, alert! Justin. Thank you, Justin. Well, this one wasn't it. so bad. In the horn. This one wasn't so bad, at least. But I appreciate you guys. You guys got to let me know too. We're a community out here, so if you guys can't let me know that I'm being a hater, we're gonna block you from the chat, just like we did mushroom. <laughs> um, God, now you're roasting yeah. mushroom. Uh, God, no, but like, like it was an accident. So like fucking Andrew Tate motherfuckers came in the chat leaving comments. And I went to go block them, but someone else left a comment as I was hitting it, and it ended up blocking Mushroom by accident. 
So it it ended up blocking mushroom. Still yeah. not taking this. I ended up. I ended up blocking yeah. mushroom. <laughs> I I broke the dam. Okay? I broke the dam. I was just about to say that. Uh, <laughs> so, no, no, yeah. really. I broke the dam. <laughs> I broke the Sarah McMahon. Oh my um, God. Aspen Lad minus one forty. Sarah McMahon plus one ten. This has been a complete flippage of the line here. No a flippage. Uh, and, flippage. And the line is still moving. It actually, looks still, like still. Yeah, it looks there like, it is. Yeah, I mean, it looks oh like my minus goodness. 145, minus 150 is out there. Yeah, ever yeah. since I posted this two hours ago, McMahon on DraftKings went from plus 110 to plus 120. Yeah, um, that tells me Vegas probably knows or saw something. There's something it, weird going on. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Listen, uh, I think Sarah McMahon wins at least one round of grappling here. Um, <laughs> the question is what happens thereafter. And, you know, I, I think I'm willing – to fade Aspen Ladd with a plus money fighter that's willing to be aggressive with their wrestling. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, round three, if you're going to have a bet on Sarah McMahon, you better have a hedge for 0.1 units on Aspen Ladd in round three. Those are the rules. So, uh, you know, uh, ultimately, I just think uh, Aspen Ladd, you know, they're they're just about the same everywhere, except Aspen Ladd is uh, 14 years younger. So, uh, yeah, maybe the minus 130 is 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 a solid enough spot there. Uh, but the fact that she opened plus money now and you're chasing all this line movement, do we need to so- sound the hater alert? Like, Guru, tell, what, what am I doing here, man? Listen, what I want is odds on this fight to, like, not even happen or Aspen led to miss weight. Yes. That's, okay. that's what I want fucking odds on. This fight, okay. is not, this fight is not currently at 145, right? This fight is currently booked for 135. So I have no idea you know per se if she's gonna make weight well right i want to see how she looks she looked decent enough against raquel pennington when she made weight except she looked terrible in the fight she's mm. not striking she's not throwing the loss versus norma dumont is not you know even still bad right these are not good sitting wins and um right, good sitting wins good sitting fights good sitting losses mm. so sarah mcmahon is you know, long in the tooth to say the least at 41 years old. Um, but she just grinded out Carol Hosa, right? What you in those first two rounds there? Um, is that how that fight went? I believe that was how that went. She went all mm-hmm. three. Oh, well, all mm-hmm. three. There you go. Oh, no, no. Well, I guess, well, I guess I should say third round was more, it was, was closer. Half, it, was, it was 50. Yeah, it was 50 50. Rosa closer. was one round mm-hmm. three. Thank yeah. Thank you. She that's how yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. I didn't, and I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'll be honest, I did not watch tape for this this week like i didn't do like i kind of felt like i had a decent enough idea and that i don't fucking want a piece of this fight i don't need a piece of this fight um you, i mean whatever fight to go the distance again that's the only way you play it and you mm. why would you it's chalky as hell um yeah aspen lad should get it done here sarah mcmahon sh- like because again like what you're banking on from somebody like sarah mcmahon not only at a dog price, whatever you you need her to like continue to stay where she was because there's no shot at her getting better. You have to understand that she does not get better. It that would be it's matchup dependent. And Aspen Ladd is you know fairly legit. Sarah McMahon can only be as good as she's been. She's 41 years old. Her potential is gone. So Aspen Ladd with her potential should be able to get it done but she has to strike look at her head coach i'm sorry i, I just don't trust yeah. it where What's you her... think she's making progressions in that camp right now no. or is, six, he just, and... is she just being berated 
and it, I don't, that's weird. And it's 62% takedown defense. You know, I don't know that she's going to be able to keep it on the feet where she needs it. It's the whole fucking fight is so sketchy. It's been, I've been, we've been rambling too long. Danny, what do you got? All right. Well, what I will say is even though you like, you should be thinking like lad should be making improvements, this and that, like she has the potential. I don't, I don't think lad's that good. I, I straight up just do not think lad's that good. I think her grace still set is probably her strength, her physicality, like her striking, not that good. She's fairly hittable. Her grappling, not that great. Like, I think she's good in top position, but getting the fight to that ground is right. the big, I mean, like I bet her and not to sound like, you know, hate like Sound. betters are more yeah like salty because i better but like i better in a five-round fight against norma dumont and she lands 33 strikes she doesn't I mean, she doesn't fight now i mean yeah. i think if she had employed any type of grappling we would have seen a much closer fight obviously like i i to me i think sarah mcgrain's clearly the better wrestler here on the feet i think it's fairly close i think they're both fairly low volume i think kind of have to favor the power of sarah but i think it's fairly close at the end of the day but i think where the bread gets buttered here is the grappling so I like Sarah McMahon, and I I think the smart way to play her is decision only, which is still minus one thirty five, and I think that's a good line. All right, because I think you're taking a lot of the volatility and just the variance out of it. Because if she is going to lose, she's likely going to, you know, slow down potentially, maybe as the fight goes, and Lad maybe gets a finish. But I, I think McMahon decision for sure. There that's you go. really interesting. I yeah. think if you see, dude, if you see, if you see. Sarah McMahon grind out Aspen Lad to a decision. I you have to see Aspen Lad cut on Tuesday. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised by any of that. And I think Jim West is or whatever his name is just going to be in the corner, just screaming how she needs to be aggressive <laughs> and get up. And then round three, Aspen's going to like have like a two minute sequence where you're like, oh my god, like like in, where against Raquel Pennington, she actually like finally fucking shot for a takedown in round three. And you're like, oh my God, this is what we want to see all fight. Can she get a finish now? Get... You know, it's not going to happen though. Yeah, she's 41 years old, bro. Yeah. I just, and I just, I and, no and, and she's going to be, she's going to be 42. Yeah. 24th. I think of this. Yeah. Month. Like right 20. away. But, um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like people were saying the same thing with Carol yeah, Rosa against her. They were saying, oh, like maybe, maybe Carol, maybe she'll, you know, get taken down the first round, but second and third round, she's going to put it on her feet. I mean, I was, I played Carol Rosa round two, round three KO kind of along the same line of thinking, but McMahon's mm -hmm. uh, grappling was too much. And I think it's going to be too much this weekend. Wow. That's a good point. I agree. I don't hate it. That's a dog for me. Especially, especially with the line flipping, right? Like if you're telling me, you know, so now Danny, now you make a good point, right? Sometimes I, sometimes I think that way, Oh, Vegas knows something. And now I'm thinking, well, now I'm thinking like they Vegas, do know had, Vegas, Vegas had it right. And now people think that they smelt a dog and uh, the line's running the wrong direction. So very interested to see why. But see that now with the line running in our favor, the way that we are leaning towards McMahon, we can now wait till weigh-ins and have no issue doing that. I agree. I agree. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Very good. Thank Danny, thanks so much for being on, buddy. Make sure you guys are subscribing to uh, – Listen, make sure you're following at Danny underscore lags. Make sure you're uh, listening to subscribe to the club and sub podcast. Awesome podcast. You guys have you're up on YouTube, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. App, you're up everywhere, right? Spotify, Apple, Apple pod. Make sure you're following them. Make sure you're following us at chronic combat. I'm sure you are at guru scouting at TV scouting. Like them, subscribe, share, retweet it. Get us around guys. We appreciate it. Hell yeah. So uh, here we go. I mean, we got Denise Gomes making the debut against Loma Lupunmi. 
Um, of course, I reversed the lines here. So Lugbunmi is the minus 225 and <laughs> no, Gomes is the plus 190. What the fuck? I know. Yeah, you I know. One more, listen, I'll give you another chance with the with the PowerPoint yeah. after the break. But if you if you screw them up like that, we're just I'm not gonna let you do the lines like that. You wow. Can, what's, the, what's the, what's the point? A, They're wrong. That is a good point. Yeah, I had need some accountability out here. No. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I had an emergency physics homework thing pop up today that really fucked over my day. So I, I got to be better. There's no there's no real excuses. But, uh, you know, Coach Pop would always yeah. say, you know, you got to take accountability. So now he's going to uh, feel bad. I'm surprised hey, you're not. Hey, like, hey, you got to be like Joe Pfeiffer, you know, that's Joe it. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Be Joe Pfeiffer. Be, be Joe Pfeiffer. Be <laughs> so, Joe Pfeiffer. Uh, you know, TV will get it back on, on track. Don't worry, people. Make Sorry, sure you man. hang around. If you cash, all right, a couple, cash us a couple tickets, we'll forgive you. All right. Sounds good. So we got Loma Luke Boon me. I can't trust my girl here as a minus two twenty five, and the line but already slid to minus two ten, and the line already slid to a minus two ten. So the people are kind of feeling the same thing I'm feeling. Loma's just straight up undersized for this division. So anyone she fights immediately has like the the height advantage, and um, yeah, I mean I just don't see it going that well for her. Um, yeah, I think Gomes at least is a very solid in the same regards where Loma's going to be solid. You know, Loma has, you know, a little bit of the name value now having uh, the greater UFC experience, but this fight probably plays out closer than the line where it's at right now. You can't trust Loma to get a finish. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you want to bet this fight to go the distance for sure. That seems like a pretty solid parlay piece because Loma is tough as fuck, and uh, I don't think she's getting a finish herself. So, just on the Loma aspect alone, I think this fight goes the distance. Um, the question is, do you want to play the dog or not? And, yeah, I, th I think I do. It's just are we getting back-to-back -back, uh, WMMA dogs here? Like, you kind of have to look at these as their own separate fights and not do that. But it's like, you know, you can't help it. Sometimes you get thinking. But, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll lean Gomes here. Uh, we'll see. I want to see how they face off and everything like that, make sure there's a good weight cut, um, being the bigger fighter and everything, especially for a debutante. Want to make sure she doesn't look too shell shocked in the lights, but um, yeah, for, especially for a dog shot, I'm not as worried about some of those things. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, what about you, Guru? Um, so this fight is going to be a straight up Muay Thai kickboxing fight, which is going to be super cool. Very excited for that. These guys, these guys, these gals are uh, m both multi-time credentialed champion kickboxers. Uh, Muay Thai kickboxers. They're very, very good. Um, very excited to see that. What's uh, interesting though is we haven't seen Luma in nearly a year, right? She lost to Lupita Godinez when Lupi, you know, used to wrestle. Remember when she used to do that? I, I, I liked when she used to do that. Um, so yeah, so she got wrestled in that fight because that's what what's that's the problem with Loma. She she loses to uh, better grapplers, bigger girls than her. Um, Denise Gomes just won on Dana White Contender Series literally three weeks ago. Um, and she went to decision. Um, she looked good in that fight. She looked fairly good in that fight, honestly. I'm just... Um, I don't know. I just think that... I Paluma probably gets it done. I don't... I don't know. Yeah, I like this. Listen, I like the size. Listen, I like the size of Gomes, right? And I like the what what I see is proven activity from Loma. 
four landed four landed strikes a minute, fifty seven percent accuracy, eight point four eight point four landed pace at distance. Like that is proven accuracy, proven fight, proven striking over a five round fight. All I saw against Denise with Denise Gomes is you know the 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 tape that I the, the winning on Invicta round three against a girl that's twelve and eight. And, you know, the fight against uh, Rayon Amanda, who, you know, wasn't really that good, was not comfortable in the striking department at all, right? She was a wrestler that didn't have an ability to get inside. So um, I kind of almost need to sound maybe the hater alarm. I think you might be snip barking up the wrong tree in terms of a dog. Hmm. It's possible. I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. I just think that uh, I think your girlfriend gets it done, though. I think Loma's. I think Loma's. Remember how much you used to love Loma? I used to have to talk you off of her. Well, yeah, I finally am just like I'm exhausted with it. And and at the if it was like closer to even money, I would be all over Loma. I just can't do it. So it's just smash the fight goes the distance. Well, I I want Loma plus one ninety. It's fucking right there. Why can't I have it? (laughs) I would be all right all fucking day, but I can't have it. So you know whatever. Been way too long since we've heard from Danny. Danny boy, take us away. It's all right, guys. You guys are fine. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Cougar here. I don't think this dog is much of a shot, to be completely honest. That 12 and 8 girl was giving her hell in that fight. <laughs> she looked solid in the striking. She had her back. She almost had her finished. Probably a, any caliber, like a better caliber girl in the grappling probably gets it done in that spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, you did mention a little bit with the. Uh, Loma laying like chalk on Loma. Like it's just tough because she doesn't have a ton of finishing equity. Her fights in general, she's not blowing girls out of the water, but like I think she's mm-hmm. a much better technical striker. I think if any girl was going to get takedowns, it probably would be her. I could see Loma getting some trips. Not that I expect her to, you know, get dominant control time here or anything. But um I think Loma pretty decent size favorite makes sense. Yeah, no, I I, I agree completely. Um, I wonder what Loman like are. It's still gonna no, be plus money. No, I was just looking at five. Yeah. Loman decision is still plus money. So yeah, all right, minus money. money. Yeah, 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 yeah minus money. Yes. Sorry, sorry. So that's what I meant. Yeah. Still plus money. It doesn't make any sense. Still minus money. Thank you guys. Uh, yeah, that was. It's still minus money. Not really worth uh playing. And uh, no, I I completely agree. Loma, Loma, Loma's Loma should be the better fighter. I do. Th- oh, that's what I wanted to say. Came back to me. Um. I th- Denise Gomes get a, gets a decent chance here as you know as the girlfriend partner of uh, Carol Hosa, so mm. you know they they train together, work together, like you know got got a little bump on the contender series I think because of it. Gotcha, interesting. All right, well uh, we're moving along. We got a few more fights to go here. Uh, we got Trey Ogden versus Daniel Zellhuber. Um, Look at me was, again. Their well, lines I was, I was, I was gonna, well, I was going to say real quick because we were talking about uh, two. You were talking about two dogs in a row, and this was actually going to be three women's fights in a row. But I think it's supposed uh, to be Jillian and Agapova. But yeah, you're definitely missing Jillian and fine. Agapova. Um, well, but it's fine because I had it. I had it as the next one. Yeah, it's after this one. It's fine. You're fine. No, it is after this one. You're good. Is it? it I goes, don't know. Tapology, yeah. tapology and best fight all attack. So UFC um, stats. Um, they did have the Joe Pfeiffer thing that I fucked up. They had that fourth up top on the main card, but I I will take the W for once tonight, where uh, Trey Ogden is listed as the fight before uh, Agapova and true. Robertson. So TB gets one W today, just one. He does. He does. Don't worry, I'm not going to get too comfortable with it. We still got a no, lot to do here. Definitely so. not too. Comfortable. Um, 
Samurai no. Ghost versus we Golden Boy. We just don't yeah. trust you. We just don't trust you. Right. No, no, you're right. I was looking at Best Fight. Best Fight odds, for some reason, has them out of order by one spot, but Tapology has it right, like what you said. Yeah. So yeah. carry on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, and and you know what? You got to earn that trust back. So, if yeah. you know, if, if I did it with just one little, you know, one little itch and scratch here and there, Samurai Ghost versus Golden Boy, the battle of the nicknames. There you go. I, I think it. it's um it's pretty close on the battle of the nicknames. I really don't think it's going to be that close in the battle in the octagon. Dude, Samurai um, Ghost is way fucking closer. It's actually, no, I actually, it, it, I actually Samurai disagree. Ghost wins. I actually disagree. It's not close in the nickname <laughs> department or on or in the fight. <laughs> if I'm just being honest, but it's you know, you're reverse, probably right. But it's reverse. The nickname guy, I don't think is going to win the fight. So Samurai Ghost wins the nickname fight, but I don't think he's winning this fist fight. So do you, do you think Trey Ogden's why? a Ghost of Tsushima fan? Uh, I don't know. He might be Samurai I mean, if, Ghost. I mean, if that's it, why he picked it, isn't that kind of lame though? It it would be. I mean, I'm just curious game, where where this even cool, came from. Like, yeah, but yeah. like, dude. Anyways, Glory MMA Trey Ogden comes out and decides, hey, I'm gonna get outstruck by Jordan Levitt on the feet, <laughs> and when I go to wrestle him, I'm gonna get reversed. So why would I think against Daniel Zellhuber, a guy that's just such a better striker than any of the guys? that Trey Ogden's face is going to face any sort of problems against, uh, you know, Trey Ogden here. I think Zell Huber should just run away with things. He's much bigger. And if Ogden goes for the takedown game, he's going to be facing a guy that's way bigger than him and has the arms to break the, the body lock to put in a guillotine when, you know, he's going for the single leg because he couldn't get the, the double leg secure. Um, Zell Huber should have this thing covered golden boy for the dub, whether it's a knockout submission, I'm not sure, but this is, this is part of the uh, the new wave here for Chronic Combat. We saw the minus 260 earlier in the week. We said, th let's throw a little 5.2 to win two. Um, let's not get too cute. If one of our parlay legs, you know, goes down, instead, let's, let's lay them straight up. And if one guy wins, you can mitigate some of that damage instead of losing everything. So uh, we're going to have an official play here on Zell Huber and, and Guru. I mean, what do you have to add to that? Really just, uh, what, again, uh, I was somebody that really liked Trey Ogden. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe he, I just kind of like, uh, I don't know. He just kind of stuck with me. I'm like, I, I think I like this guy. I don't know. I thought he put on a decent performance against Jordan Levitt. Um, I, that was obviously again before I wasn't exactly sure what Jordan Levitt's stock was. He got dismantled by Patty Pimblett. So now his stock's fairly lower. Um, <clears throat> I just think it's, uh, especially when you rewatch the fight, right? His Trey Ogden striking is fairly fundamental. Like it's, 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 it's limited. And, um, you know, he, he has his own gym, right? And he's co he's cornering guys. And listen, the dude's in an incredible shape. Don't get me wrong. I just think that, like, he's got a lot going on. He might be a little distracted. I don't know how invested fully he is in, in his own professional fight career at, at 32. You know, he's a, and he's a solid vet. You know, nothing wrong with him. I just uh, I think that this is a really tough fight against a guy. And you know how I love this younger bigger and uh more reach right you're already blindly winning 60 percent of the time and then tate mm -hmm. matches up with the blind i'm on him heavy and uh that's why we that's why we felt comfortable laying it and i felt like at already minus 260 i felt that people were gonna blow up the line and that's kind of what you you've mm -hmm. seen um so that's why we had to lay that early and maybe to dig out of a little bit of hole last week we don't really want to talk about that too much though what do you, <laughs> what do you <laughs> 
All good, all good. And it looks like you're actually getting a little bit of CLV. It looks like on FanDuel now, it looks like it's 340. And Ooh. on DraftKings, 305. It looks like it's slowly getting up to 300, pretty mm-hmm. much market-wide. Um, but yeah, and not too much to add. I think, yeah, I think you would have to project, if you were going to project Ogden to win, you would have to project him to have a lot of success in the grappling realm. In the striking, I don't think this is all that close. And even in the grappling, I don't, like, I, Ogden's not a good wrestler. So I, I really think this is Zellhuber any way he wants, and pretty much it just depends on whether or not you think he gets a finish or not. I do think he ends up getting a finish, but the uh, the KO prop isn't that isn't that juicy personally. So pass for yeah. me. Um, yeah, sounds good to me. Is there is there any way that you do see Zellhuber like in danger though? We've seen so many of these chalky favorites just go down in flight. I mean, I know. I mean, like to add a little bit more, I mean, I know his, his striking defense isn't great either. Not again, like not that I think Ogden's a great striker. I think that I think if you were going to have Ogden winning, I think you just have to have success taking him down and getting top control. Yeah, smashing him. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I like that we all align, especially yeah. on our biggest play so far. Um, five point, you know, two to win to win two. Um so yeah, make sure you follow us over on Bet MMA. Danny Lags also out there on Bet MMA. Uh, make sure you give a follow. You know, third party tracking. It's just to be transparent because we come on a show, we talk about our ideas, and we want you to know where we end up at the end of the week, and not just like, oh yeah, I said this, and you can put out as many tweets as you want and just delete the ones you want to, like, or I do my own Excel sheet. Like, we just want to be transparent. I mean, our bets are always free, but for you guys to follow our show, we think you know there should be some you know value behind that. So. Yeah, make sure you check that out. Leave a little like on here. Subscribe and uh, settle in. We got Maria Agapova versus uh, Jillian Robertson here. Um, plus 125 for Agapova, minus 145 for Robertson. And uh, Guru, uh-oh. Agapova, what? two years younger, one inch taller, five and a half inches reach, and three in, three inches leg reach. Uh-oh. What does that mean? Wow, that, that is interesting. And it's funny. It's not necessarily a... Uh... <laughs> I'm on, which is very, which is even more interesting because I've maybe I'm biased. I'm not sure. I, I've always come to feel that in women's MMA, uh, those sort of things matter even more. So yeah. that's also really, really interesting. interesting. So then the other interesting thing I find is every time I fucking place a bet on Jillian Robertson, <laughs> and I go, well, she's got the grappling advantage here. Well, she never has the wrestling advantage, to be quite honest with you. No, she can't wrestle. And she never really has the size advantage anymore either. So how does she drag this fight to the ground? Are we and expecting her to just backpack? No, that's the thing. And that is the reason why I am on Jillian here. Um, maybe it's dumb as fuck. But I just think that somewhere at some point, Maria... They're just gonna end up in that grappling exchange. They're gonna fall. They're gonna trip. They go. They'll fall into each other. They'll clash together. They'll get against the cage. Something will happen. Uh, Agapova is not. Uh, does not have a good enough fight IQ to just pick her apart at range. Pick her apart at range and just and and punish her. And she's not. She's a good striker. She's not a fantastic striker. She's not a better striker. She's not a better fighter. Better, better striker than JJ Aldridge. You know what I mean. She's not better than, I mean, it'd be at her versus, she's not, I don't think she's better than Miranda Maverick either. You know what I mean? Better, better than Talia Santos? No. Right? So those are her couple of losses. JJ Aldridge, she beats Priscilla Cachoeira. That's a decent win. 
right? Priscilla, after losing that fight with the eye gouging, Priscilla Chiuera, she's now on a two-fight winning streak all of a sudden. She's making cash people on money. her against Lipsky. Did, did see, nice. there you go. She's making people nice. money. Yeah, well, we I think we cashed too on that. Yeah, one. we did. We did. We did yeah. make, making people money. So, you know what I mean? So that's not a bad win. And Talia Santos, you can give her that one. And the Maverick fight, that's kind of tough. But Mavericks just is so thick and a good wrestler. So um, I just don't necessarily – I'm not sure that Maria can keep it standing and win the fight. Um, I think she eventually – and and, and her cardio is suspect as fuck. So – I think eventually Jillian gets a sub. She has some of the most finishes in what's her fucking division in flyweight history. So I think she, how many subs does she have? Courtney Casey, Froda, Macedo, McCann, Emily Whitmire, Hannah Cyphers. Nice. Uh, go ahead, Danny. What, what do you getting, got here, man? She's getting another one. Yeah, this is your prototypical striker versus grappler. I mean, there's not a ton to add there. I, I mean, I do think that Jillian deserves that minus 150 tag. Props to anybody who got that even money or minus 110 on Jillian when it opened. Um, I think the line's more or less right. I think she has that grappling upside. But like you touched on TV, the wrestling's not that great. And against a physical girl in Agapova, I think early she could maybe have some issues. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think everybody, and I guess not not to fade, like, quote-unquote, fade the narrative here, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the easy narrative here is just saying, oh, under two and a half, Jillian probably either subs her or Agapova finishes her. But I, I don't know. I more or less kind of think that it's Jillian finish or this probably goes the distance. Like, I'm not I'm not super sold on the Agapova mm-hmm. side in general. I think Jillian could get a sub, could get a decision. I, I mean, Agapova could make it close maybe by keeping it on the feet, but I, I don't see it. Dude, who finishes Jillian Robertson? Right. Macy, Barber. Macy, Macy, Macy Barber right yeah. in 20. But like, look how many fights it was ago. Like, yeah, she's got like that Angela Hill effect. Like you've just it's been so many fucking fights since then. Yeah, um, I guess my final thing about Agapova is it took, finisher too, too. That's not good. Um, you know, it was like early second round. She gasses out against Shauna Dobson. It's uh, later into the second round where Moreau's where it takes five total takedown attempts and three total submission attempts to finally seal the deal. Um, I think we saw a nice step up in the overall preparedness of Agapova. It wasn't the same type of death gassing, rather facing probably too high a level of an opponent, but they really wanted to push that matchup given Agapova's kind of like name coming off contenders and all that, and then Moreau's, you know, coming off of her long layoff and, you know, that that OnlyFans content and all that, you know... uh, but uh, no, I mean, realistically, though, I think Moroz is a much better fighter than Jillian Robertson, like a much, 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 much better fighter than Jillian Robertson. And uh, and I think Agapova as the dog here is what is what gets me interested. And if you just look and like Danny said, I'm and like Guru said, I mean, who finishes Jillian on the regular, you know, like. Jillian got overwhelmed mentally, it looked like, in the Macy fight. And physically. I don't think Agapova is as, like, thick or strong. But I think her striking could be, you know, just like an issue with the length as the fight goes on if Jillian can't land those takedowns and is getting hit. So if you go Agapova by decision at plus 350 was kind of my thought. Or even, like, you know, there's no need to do the special here. um, Because either play the money line or play the decision. Um, you know, but you're Jillian, you're playing with Jillian, an underdog. But wait, but wait, but Jillian Robertson 
by decision is plus 450 and she's the favorite so, so what's fight to go the distance the distance plus 165 that's actually that's how you fade the narrative isn't it isn't yeah. it yeah wow did we just stumble upon something until Not somebody bad. gets a fucking submission or knockout in round one, we did. I guess, but a plus one sixty five. I mean, like shit, man. Like I'm willing to at and least even, take the chance. And even I'm not. And to get a little cute, I know it's not plus money, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Over one and a half, minus one sixty. Like I know that's Ooh. chalky, but like I don't know. But it should go over one and a half in a women's MMA flyweight fight. I mean, come on, man. I I, I like the angle you're looking at there. That's like parlay that with like the same type of idea. In the Loma fight, like an over, you could do like an over one and a half for Loma, and then you'll get plus money overall if if, if you want it. You know, I don't know about that. Um, I bet over yeah, one I don't and know. Half for Loma is minus six million. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like find your piece, you know. Um, but yeah, hey, for the over. I think we found a, a juicy kind of idea for that fight, though. So, um, yeah, stay tuned, people. We're, we're gonna slide right along here to our next one, huh? We be sliding. Yeah. So here we go. We're getting down to our nitty gritty here. We got uh. Second to last breakdown of the card, we got Tony Gravely versus Javid Basharat. Um, Basharat is going to be four years younger, have a four-inch height advantage. They're equal in the reach, and uh, we don't quite got all the stats for Javid as far as the leg reach goes yet. Um, I, I assume you know after his trip to Vegas this time, they'll probably have it inputted. That's usually how it works out when they stop at the apex. And then next time on UFC.com, you scroll down, you see like they'll have all of his info updated. So um, a little peek into what goes into building out the database. Uh, but Basharat, I mean, we just saw his brother get the big win on Contender Series. That was a, that was a big angle of ours. And, I mean, I think we're going to see, you know, uh, the, the the snow leopard here, um, you know, do, do something a little similar to, to what we saw. Uh, but, I mean, I think he might even be a little bit more alive to find a finish than his brother in this spot. Um, well, that's for one. Gianni didn't bet on him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or at least that we know of. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, we got to figure out that dude's fucking plays. I almost, <laughs> dude, he's the only person I would ever consider buying plays to right now because it's just free money to go the other way. Oh, God. Yeah, but I've he's giving them to us for free on Contender I've Series. I've never that's seen anything like that before. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, incredible. But anyways, as we focus here, uh, Tony Gravely has seven losses and six of them are by finish. And he loves putting that neck in in the guillotine. One of them was if he goes our for boy, Nate Manus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Nate Dude, Manus so whether ass. it's whether it's on the feet, whether it's on the mat, like Tony Gravely is willing to get it. You know what I mean? And he's one of those guys where like he should just be a straight up wrestler, but oh. for all the times he gassed out and got subbed and talk about bad fight IQ and stuff like that, like the guy's willing to get into these scrambles that gas him out, knowing he's going to gas out, even though he has five round experience. Like what I. It's so confusing. So what confusing. I do, what I do like about Tony Gravely is that all his losses are to studs: Nate Maynes, yeah. Brett Johns, Patchy Mix, Manny Bermudez, at least back in the day, Marab mm. Dwalish Vili, Ricky Bandejas was supposed to be good yeah. too, and our boy, his first loss ever, Pat Sabatini, and then even on the regional uh, scene, his one loss is to Demombat Blackshear that he ends up winning shit. back. A lot of CFFC guys has fought a ton of good competition. Huh. But guess who fits in the realm of that competition just perfectly? Boom. Javi Basharat. What do you think, Dan? Wow. And what's yeah, geez, go ahead, Danny. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Guru here. I, I think Gravely is a bit of a live dog here. I'm 
I'm playing this more from a total perspective. I have a unit on the under two and a half rounds at minus 120. I think this is an interesting fight. So from on the feet, like you touched on, Gravely does have power, no doubt about it. But the guy is hittable as well. Bash Rat for sure has diverse attacks on the feet, diverse kicks, spinning attacks, jump knees. He could definitely catch them. I think he's got a nasty front choke series as well. Could snatch up Tony's neck as well. Um, the big thing for me on the Bash Rat side, though, is outside of his uh, Trevin Jones fight, all the guys he's fought are either padded records, which you see in the two guys he fought before Jones, or the guys before that are just absolute cans. So I think Gravely is just a huge test in general. Mm. But my issue with him is he's just such a big flake, and he just always leaves his neck out there to get snatched up. And yeah, and while and while and while they're standing, <laughs> I think he's a bit liable as well to get uh, to get knocked out. So yeah, I don't know. I like the under. I like the under look for sure. Okay, I I, do, I like the finish as well. I definitely think that there's violence here. Um, I can understand your trepidation in uh, staying away from Basharat, right? I I think it, I think it could be. I think we do this sometimes too. I think it's one of those classic scenarios of you see a guy's holes and you see in a guy. In whoa. Which he... whoa. Whoa, 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 come on, dude, come, come on. on, guru, come, come on, on, guru. You see the holes in his game, oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, bro, you gotta, you gotta fucking specify, man. Yeah, listen, I know what holes you're looking for. So you see, you see. <laughs> Uh, sorry. The holes in Javi Javid's game are, you know, kind of obvious in that respect. But you wonder if Tony is a guy that can exploit them. And uh, I mean, maybe specifically he can. I just I wonder about his fight IQ, too, um, and shit like that. I, I think what's interesting is just that on the, at least on the regional scene in general, we haven't seen Javid aggressively wrestled at all. And so Gravely, probably the best wrestler that he's faced that he's going to face probably in the UFC. Yeah. Mm. That's very yeah, that true. I don't know. I, I value Gravely's wrestling pretty highly. So he That'll is, a, he is, a, he is a very good wrestler. Seven, t- seven takedowns for 15 minutes, uh, 56% control time, which is a lot. So, yeah, I think there's two different types of contender series guys though. There's Simon Oliveira and his guillotine attempts. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like, yeah. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, and then there's Javid Basra. That was it. So I think what's interesting, though, about that, though, is, like, Gravely puts himself in those situations where, like, Simon Oliveira, a guy who isn't very good, a bum on the regional scene, and he has you in a fairly deep guillotine early in the fight. It's like, if that's Basra, you're probably getting slept there. Yeah. That's that's my ultimate yeah. thought, and that's why Chronic Combat comes together. We caught minus 155 before those extra 10 cents came in. Got a three point one to win two, um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's why we kept it separate instead of parlaying Basharat and Zell Huber. Now, if we can just cash on one or the other, it mitigates it. But I think we're going two and two here. That, that's my thought. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd like I'd like to think that they're trying to showcase Basharat in, in a different way, but at the same time, they could absolutely be thrown to the wolves. Yeah, dude, you think you're hot shit? Well. How about you get fucking 30-27 real quick by yeah. a really good wrestler? Well, they just made sure his brother got a second opponent on Contender Series after his right. first opponent outweighed himself. I think they're looking to promote a brother combo That's in the I UFC think. once again. So, uh, yeah, If I, you I, want to go the narrative route, but are we trying to yeah. pay it or not? That's the question. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and listen, and, and, and look at somebody like Gravely. His pace is so crazy. Uh, he's still going at th- 
well, as you switch stats on me as I was reading. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. okay. Yeah, We're no, getting up I mean, on the clock here yeah. for, for no, club and subs. So. That's true. 3.5 strikes landed per minute. Okay. okay. And uh, uh, 14 strikes landed, you know, pace at distance for Gravely. Uh, he's somebody that still does spend a decent amount of time striking. So I think he gives Basharat a, a decent chance with that too. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I see the angle. I definitely get it. And there's a reason why this line isn't minus 300 for sure. And that's yeah. why we thought there was enough value to want to play it as a, as a straight up money line. Um, but in the same right, I, I totally get where, where we're seeing, uh, you know, little danger down the road. Oh, um, danger. Well, oh, so um, we got, our, I'm not sure you scared me there, uh, but we got our, our first fight. I'm sure I scared the audience somewhere. Uh, we got our first fight of the night. Uh, Nicholas Moda. Versus Cameron Van Camp, um, distant relative of Rob Van Dam, or not? Not really. That was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. But um, Nicholas Mata's minus two hundred five. What's good is that I did get the lines on the on this fight correct, and uh, <laughs> Cameron Van Camp plus one seventy five. So uh, listen, you know, sometimes we got to set up, you know, for for you know some excitement about what we can get right. Um, but yeah, so finally, um, the over two and a half plus one thirty-five, under two and a half minus one sixty-five. Uh, Nicholas Mata, uh, he's given up a lot of a lot of height, a lot of reach here. Cameron Van Camp dropping down in weight, going down to one fifty-five. He made his debut at one seventy, um, so he's got a five-inch height advantage, four-inch reach advantage. Um, yeah, he's going to be uh, one year older. I don't think there's that's enough difference to really make you know any notable thing there. But uh, overall, Van Camp has a little bit more experience. But in that experience, he's also taken a few more losses. Uh, the more concerning the concerning thing is that Moda every time he's lost, it's been by finish. Um, so maybe this fight doesn't go. That seems to be the chalky idea. It's only minus one seventy five. Or minus one sixty five, like we said for the under two and a half. But um, overall at this point, um, Guru, I'm gonna let you take the stand for this one because I think we were having the sure. same type of idea. Yeah, for sure. So I definitely do like the a violence play here at uh under uh two and a What's half up, minus one sixty five. What's up, addicted to combat? Thanks for coming in, buddy. I appreciate, appreciate you, that. man. Um, that's awesome, buddy. Um, so, and again, it could be. Right, it could be the fight before, right? Tony Gravely could be the big dog on the, on the undercard, but I really think that Va- Cameron Van Camp is wet, is super live here. Um, I I do I really I, so Moda is low output, which is a problem. Counter striker and chinny, Van mm-hmm. Camp size, reach, and uh, you know output chinny. like crazy. Man, what's up? And a bit chinny. Yeah, mm. and a bit chinny. He's a bit chinny himself too. And um, and he's dropping down to one fifty five now, which I think is big. Could be interesting. It could be. I'm. Uh, has he fought? I guess he hasn't fought there in a while. Not in a while. Yeah. Catch weight at one sixty five. Welterweight. Welterweight. Yeah. You gotta see the way in. You gotta see the way in here. If you're on the Van Camp side, like confidently, not confidently. Even just in general, even if you're on the motor side, I really want to see what these guys are going to look like at the weigh-ins. They're both coming off of knockout losses here and not off of too much, you know, rest. You know, they're coming in, you know, they haven't really taken as much time off as you might think coming off of knockouts. And, you know, Van Camp, he really was giving Fialho the business early. Um, yeah, they were no. they were step for step. So the question like is, like, Moda, Moda, I mean, like, 
I'm out. I don't know. I'm out. No, I'm out. You're completely. out. No, I think I'm out. Um, his last fight at at uh, at lightweight was when he lost to Thomas Gifford in 51 seconds, and we know Thomas Gifford, so that's oh good. no, yeah, no, scratch not that. Yeah, listen, I don't know. Mode is still chinny, and he's still low output, but Van Camp violence. is is chinny. Yeah, so you just gotta, you probably just gotta take the violent spot. Okay. But, damn, but damn, now I'm actually kind of a little bit more nervous about Uh-oh. about uh, Gravely and, and about Havid. That's a good point. He's just such a high level wrestler. <laughs> but yeah, the but this yeah. fight. But yeah, so yes, yeah, so for this fight, yeah, again, kind of similar to the Gravely fight. I I don't mind the under. Um, yeah, I was just looking more books to open it first of all because I guess DraftKings actually for some reason I guess the market had one fifty five. DraftKings mm-hmm. opened it like 185. I see now it's sitting 175. I was hoping yeah. more books was going to open around 150. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, Moda is a little low output. Is that counter striker? But Van Camp's just forward pressure, reckless yeah. nature coming forward. I think he's likely going to get put out on a counter, and I think he's likely going to get KO'd at some point. Damn, that's actually that's uh, that's a good point. I mean, you're right, and he he does hurt Jim Miller, right? Uh, he does. Uh, Nicholas oh, Moda sure. hurts, hurts Jim Miller in that first round there, and uh, yeah, I don't know. He but I mean, Jim, t- Jim Miller's a tough test, yeah. And to say to, uh, to, talk, to talk about tough tests, I mean, Andre Fajalio, and he hurts Andre yep. Fajalio in that first round too. Um, I just I guess you're right, I, you really do wonder is he completely depleted and shut down making this cut, or does he feel strong mm-hmm. and feel good and, and ready to rock? And if he does, then he can really. I think put some damage on Moda, but if if it's if he's too depleted and he's gonna know after this basically mm-hmm. probably test run here if it works for him. So uh yeah. We'll see. I'm certainly interested. It's, this is one of the more interesting fights of the night for me for sure. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a play on this one. But uh yeah, so that wraps it up there. Um, pretty awesome show. Oh, Things went off the rails quickly for TB. Um, but we had a great time, and that's what counts, right? Absolutely. Um, no, yeah, but you seriously, were, uh, you, were a, you were a mess, but the show was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, first week of uh first week back at university finishing my undergrad. I'm in my fourth year, and I haven't been on campus for exercise science in nine years. So I've been all over the fucking place this week. Plus, I picked up another shift of work on top of all of it because I'm a fucking broke boy. So uh, your boy's a bit disheveled. If you couldn't tell, welcome to the party. But uh, it's been an awesome time, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I'm excited and like doing this show with my boys and having a great time. Like, dude, this this is what I look forward to every week. This is uh, my sanctuary. So thanks for joining, yeah, Danny. You're your friend of the fa- your family now. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm glad, I'm glad it's your sanctuary, but it ain't your therapy session, man. Jeez, nah, Doug, I was, just, I was just telling the people. That was it. No, no, no. Listen, they got to understand because this one was a bit a bit more than normal. So, that's you fair. know, but no, I appreciate all you people. And uh, Guru, take us away, man, because we got to give Danny a proper send off. And I know I can't trust myself to do that. <laughs> no, seriously, TV. And thanks. So we do appreciate the life update, TV. We're all we're all pulling for, for you. Sure, we son, and hey, we we'll smoke one to that. So. Yeah, smoke one of that, buddy. You you enjoyed. You haven't smoked the whole time. I don't. I don't think here you smoked like six times. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Oh, I, I smoked a few times. You no, just I, I I know I'm fucking around. Um, Danny, dude, thanks so much for coming, man. You got to get to your pod club and sub. Go check it over. He's literally going live in 15 minutes. We got to get him out of here. Danny, thanks so much for being here, buddy. We really really appreciate it. You're the fucking man. 
club and sub go check it out awesome awesome podcast guru scouting mma twitter verdict instagram tapology tv scouting mma twitter verdict instagram tapology guys we get a week off um i think we really really i think we want to do a dana white contender series pod this tuesday we'll do our best um otherwise we'll see you for don don Dern versus Jan, and we got uh, Gordo Gambles coming on. We're really excited for that. So uh, at the very latest, we'll see you in like two weeks.